Yesterday, yesterday was a day. <laughs> it was a monumental, historic, and important day for the family of George Floyd, for the millions of us who marched, protested, and demonstrated and fought for this type of accountability that we got yesterday. As you no doubt know by now, Officer Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all charges. And that's good news, that he's being held accountable. There's more for us to fight for, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. But as we were literally celebrating and acknowledging that victory, we learned that a 16-year-old girl named Micaiah Bryant in Columbus, Ohio, was shot and killed by police. She was one of nearly 75 people who were shot and killed by police during the trial of Derek Chauvin. And so it's not stopping. Police brutality is not over. And to live in this country means to constantly bounce back and forth between trauma. I just want to talk about what I think is next, what I hope to do next, and I just want to unpack and explain how I feel about the trial, the decision, and then I want to have a hard conversation with you about the body camera video that I saw of the shooting death of Micaiah Bryant. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. If you're looking to take charge of your mental health and you just don't know where to start, listen, everybody, BetterHelp has the answers. And I don't know of a better company that I could recommend to you on this day in particular. And BetterHelp is professional counseling done securely online. They will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed therapist. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with them. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And financial aid is available to help make therapy as accessible as possible. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And you can visit BetterHelp.com Breakdown. That's Better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors In all 50 states. This podcast is proudly sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Breakdown listeners get 10% off of their first month at betterhelp.com slash breakdown. Check it out and put it to good use. To be To be an activist, an organizer, or just an everyday person who wants to see this country be better, it can be hard to celebrate victories. Because while you're celebrating a victory, no doubt, because this country is this country, no doubt while you're celebrating one victory, something horrible is likely happening somewhere else. I want to take several minutes this morning to just acknowledge the profound nature of what happened yesterday. As you've heard me say many times over the past few weeks, this country does not have 
a history of convicting and holding accountable any white men who murder or maim African Americans, men, women, boys and girls. There's not a long history of this. And there's doubly so not a history of white police officers who kill black men being held accountable for anything. And so what happened yesterday when the jury came back at about, if I got my time right, about 3.30 p.m. in Minnesota and said, we have a verdict. And I learned that they had not asked the judge even one single question. It was clear to me and most of my friends who are attorneys and law scholars that had there been a disagreement in the jury, that they would have asked the judge questions. Had there been a holdout who was saying, hey, I'm not convicting on any of these charges, they would have had questions. But when they came back in just about 10 total hours of deliberation, it told me and was a signal to others that they were unified and that it was, I'll say I was 95% sure that we were talking about a conviction and, and probably on all charges. And sure enough, Derek Chauvin was convicted, found guilty on all charges, three major charges, and that's accountability. For those of us who fight against police brutality, and even bigger than that, just mass incarceration, it's hard for most of us to be excited or celebrate mass incarceration in any form because it's, it's not really used against police officers. It's primarily used against black and brown people and native and indigenous people, and, and then probably below that, poor people. But it was a form of accountability that is accessible to us. And you may have heard Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison, uh, our friend and brother who we campaigned for Bernie with all over the country. Uh, even he said something that I've been saying for weeks, that this wasn't justice. It was a part of justice, a piece of justice. It was a milestone on the path toward justice. But it was not justice itself. It is accountability. And Keith Ellison said it this way, that justice is about restoration. And this family still does not have George Floyd. And how do we balance those scales? And I won't fully unpack it today. I talked a lot about it yesterday. Please go back and listen if you can. But the other officers need to be held accountable. Policies need to change in Minnesota to ensure that this will never happen there again. There's a lot that needs to happen to make this right. And this was just one significant piece, yes. Derek Chauvin was the officer in charge of that situation and and he deserved to be held to account and no i don't think he'll win his case on appeal 
Um, I don't think the decision will be overturned. And if it is, it'll go right back to a jury and he'll be convicted again. But I don't believe that will happen. It's very, very difficult to overturn a quick, unanimous decision on all counts. I don't see it happening. But there are a number of people that I want to acknowledge, and in just a few minutes we'll, we'll talk about the horrible, traumatic, tragic shooting death of a teenage girl by police in Columbus, Ohio. First, again, a major shout-out to Keith Ellison. I don't think this case happens the way it does without him. Had the local DA who just refused to move, had the local DA taken up this case, it wouldn't have, it, they would have done a half-assed job. And Keith Ellison was masterful in this case from the very, very beginning. And it gets back to, you know, like, elections matter. You know, he was elected the attorney general and he showed up and did what he needed to do in this moment. And I think it was a life-defining, career-defining moment for Keith Ellison. And he shows what a good attorney general can do, what a good attorney general should do. And I think we need to see what he did mimicked across the country. And he also puts uh, Kentucky's attorney general, Daniel Cameron, to shame and just shows what Daniel Cameron could have done about the shooting death of Breonna Taylor, but refused to do. Um, I also want to thank the entire and celebrate the entire legal team for the family of George Floyd. I talked to my friend and brother, Chris Stewart, on Instagram Live. It's on my it's on my Instagram page now. He was one of the lead attorneys for the family of George Floyd. And behind the scenes, the public will never understand how involved these attorneys, including Ben Crump and others, were behind the scenes advocating on behalf of the family, on behalf of George Floyd. And uh, they were masterful. You have to celebrate local activists and organizers and leaders in Minnesota who were not only relentless, but smart and and, um, passionate and just pushed in every way they knew how. And again, I, I, I don't know without them if you would have seen this. And lastly, I want to shout out, and I posted a photo of her, and I want you to follow her, and if you can, chip in and support her, Darnella Frazier, 17-year-old girl, who had the courage to film the entire lynching and murder of George Floyd. She could have stopped a minute in, two minutes in, Five minutes in, she could have said, that's enough, I can't film anymore. But she filmed it all from start to finish. And her video, just filmed on her phone, was indispensable. I think if you, I know, if you remove her video, I don't know that, I don't even know that we know what happened to George Floyd. I definitely don't think the case would have been won. Her video was shown over and over and over again. It was the primary piece of evidence that convicted and held this officer accountable. And so flowers and kudos and love to you, Darnella. 
I uh, I messaged with her several times yesterday, and I was really excited after my post about her. Her Instagram went from like eight thousand to a hundred thousand, and a lot of you. Her Cash App is in her bio. It's also in my post on Instagram. Just go to my page. Show her some love. Don't just follow her. Pull up your Cash App and give her a donation. Um, she's been through a lot and, and will never fully understand it. Listen, right after this quick break, I want us to talk about Micaiah Bryant and the horrible shooting death. Just yesterday, while the verdict was being shared, and um, I'll try to tell you what I've seen and learned, all right? Be right back. As you all can imagine, internet security is a huge deal in my house. And you can use what's called a VPN on your computers, on your tablets, on your phone, even things like a fire stick when you're streaming media. And when you use a VPN, all of your data is encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is you're doing, IP Vanish helps you remain secure on the internet. And just for listeners of the show, IP Vanish is offering an incredible deal for 65% off. All you have to do is go to ipvanish.com slash breakdown to claim your 65% savings. They have plans that start at just $3.49 a month, or you can get two months free and get $31.49 a year. IP Vanish is the best of the best. It's even rated 4.7 out of 5, which is great on Trustpilot. I love Trustpilot, by the way. With more than 6,000 reviews, that means it's solid. I'm a review junkie. When you have... 4.7 stars out of 5 on Trustpilot with 6,000 reviews, you're legit. So remember, it's ipvanish.com slash breakdown to get the deal and start protecting yourself online. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Break it down. Break it down. Yesterday was one of the first days in a long time that many of us, and I mean many of my friends, I I spoke yesterday to the family of George Floyd, to the attorneys uh, of George Floyd's family, to activists on the ground, and to see so many smiles. Um, it's a people who lost their loved one but felt like they could finally exhale a little bit. These cases aren't over. But to see so many people happy and in a place where they felt like their hard work had paid off was a deeply fulfilling moment. And while I was interviewing and talking to people, I kept getting messages that something horrible had literally just happened in Columbus, Ohio. And... I couldn't fully understand it. People were saying that it was a 15-year-old girl. She turned out to be 16, Um, whatever on that. It's not a a big deal there. But people were saying that a 15-year-old girl had just been shot in her front yard and that she had called the police for help because she was being beat up. And um, finally, we learned her name, um, Micaiah Bryant. 
She appears to be 16. She's a child, a teenager, a high school student. And she was a typical high school student, a typical young black girl who has a TikTok like my young black girls do and, um, and loves to make hair videos and makeup videos again like my own girls do. And late, late last night, I saw the body camera video. And before I talk about it, let me say it is amazing how even I'm very familiar with the Columbus Police Department. It is amazing how quickly they will release these videos when they think the videos help the police officers. To have them release the body camera video on the day of the shooting, unprecedented. But they believe that the video protects their officer who did shoot and kill her. I've watched the video countless times now, and and when I do that, I go into a bit of a of a zone. In in part, I watch these videos as a service to you all, so that you don't have to watch them. Um, and you know, normally when I'm watching these videos, I, one of the first people I talk to is my dear friend and brother Lee Merritt, who's co-founder with me at Grassroots Law. And he and I both often have to study these videos in great detail. And when the officer who shot Micaiah pulled up, it appeared that there were already other officers on the scene who weren't handling it properly at all. And I wish the problem with body camera footage is that it's only one angle. I would like to see footage from the other officers. But when the officer who shot Micaiah pulled up, the situation there in what I believe to be her own front yard was wild. And it it was sad. Sal, I'm 41, and it's been a long, it's been 25 years. I've been in fights like this where when you look at the video, it's hard to tell what's going on. I see several people fighting. I saw a, a man, it looks like, literally kicking a woman. I see Micaiah wrestling with people and... She has a knife, and in an instant, as she walks toward another girl or woman, I don't know, the officer begins shooting her in her back. And because she had the knife, and because she was so close to the woman or girl, I, I just don't know who who else was there. Um it is very likely that according to Ohio law, it's likely that they are going to deem this a justified shooting. But I want to talk about that for a minute. In California, I don't believe it would necessarily be deemed a justified shooting because their state legislature last year passed a law changing the use of force standards such that an officer can only use lethal force when it's absolutely necessary. Now, a lawyer could argue, and an officer could argue, that 
this was one of those moments. What I know and what I've seen is white kids fight each other, even with knives, all the time, and are never shot and killed by police. In fact, white kids in general are never shot and killed by police, even if they just literally shot up a school or a movie theater or a church, whatever. We have literally seen white boys and men be heavily armed and slaughter countless people and still be taken in alive. And that Micaiah, a 16-year-old girl, could not be. It's, I'll tell you what I said, and I believe it. Had he rolled up to the scene and those been blonde-haired, blue-eyed white children who looked like him, literally, I don't believe he would have shot anybody. Would he have shot a family member? If he pulled up and it was his own family, would he have shot them? No. I think he would have pepper-sprayed the whole crowd. Just, Just have a mind movie with me for a moment. If he pulled up and saw people fighting, kicking, screaming, yelling, and sprayed pepper spray everywhere, would they have stopped? Probably. Had he pulled up and screamed, police, police, and fired a warning shot, say he fired a warning shot into the grass, would that have done it? Would the, would the, the fear of the boom have stopped it? I can see his taser on his hip. Had he grabbed a taser and chosen to use the taser against Micaiah Bryant, would that have stopped the situation? I don't know. I don't know. What I know is he knew that he was pulling up to black children fighting each other and did not seem to care to even try anything other than shooting her repeatedly in the back. It was a difficult situation. I I say that openly. But, you know, Ohio is what you call a stand-your-ground state. Was she in her own front yard? Had these people been assaulting her? Did she have a right to defend herself? And, 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 I mean, like, I just want to know. Like, I don't know. But if it was a stand-your-ground state, Does she not have the right to protect herself on her front yard if she was being assaulted by people? That's what I heard was happening, that she was being assaulted, and so she grabbed a knife to protect herself. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is black children and adults alike, when police show up, normally police shoot first and ask questions later. But with white mass shooters and white children getting in fights, it's never shoot first and ask questions later. It just isn't. Listen, I'm back on the grind today. We're doing a lot of really smart, impactful organizing work behind the scenes, and I can't wait to tell you about it. Love and appreciate you. Thank you so much for your support over this past year as we fought for justice and accountability for George Floyd. If you were a part of any of the things that we did over the past year, thank you. And of course, 
If you're not yet a member at thenorthstar.com, please, please, please join us. Uh, We want you to be a part of what we're doing. The North Star underwrites every expense of this podcast. If you love this podcast, go now to thenorthstar.com and become a member. Love and appreciate all of you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Hey, everybody. I want to tell you about a podcast that I love a lot, and it's not because there's a woman that I love who is the co-host, my dear wife, Ray, but she is co-hosting a brilliant, important, essential podcast called Woke at Work with Dr. Blanca Ruiz. It's an amazing podcast about women of color in the workplace and all of the unique challenges and opportunities and sophistications. And they have brilliant interviews and they unpack the myriad of issues of what it really means to be a woman of color in leadership in the workplace and so much more. You spell it W-O-C at work. W-O-C at work. Women of color at work. Search it. It's on all of the platforms now. It's getting amazing reviews. And I want you to check it out.